You're listening to Theology and Apologetics with Thomas Fretwell, bringing theology to life. Welcome to the first episode in the 10-minute apologetic series, and in this episode we will be looking at the latest archaeological discovery in the land of Israel that supports the Bible. So stick around, listen, and enjoy. You don't want to miss this. So, the latest archaeological find coming from Israel gives us a glimpse into the wardrobes of King Solomon and David. Reports state that a 3,000-year-old purple dyed thread has been discovered at a dig site in the Timna Valley in southern Israel. Researchers from Israel found remnants of a woven fabric, a tassel and fibres of wool dyed in the so-called royal purple from a dig site at Timna. Now, the find represents the first time that purple fabric has actually been discovered, dating to around the year 1000 BC, and it represents a glimpse of what the kings would have worn at this time of this royal purple colour. Now, the purple dye was so coveted because of its vibrant colours, its longevity. If you've seen a picture on the newspaper from this recent find, you'll see the purple is still rich in its colouring. But the origins of this purple dye were difficult to come by. It was sourced in minute amounts from shellfish, and this made it very expensive to use, and therefore only the wealthy, the kings and the high-class society members would be able to wear purple. Radiocarbon dating of this recent find does uh, confirm it to be approximately from the year 1000 BC and this uh, corresponds roughly to the monarchies of David and Solomon in Jerusalem. This is a very exciting and important discovery, said Dr. Neymar Sukainik, who is the curator of the organic finds at the Israeli Antiquities Authority. She continues, this is the first piece of textile ever found from the time of David and Solomon that is dyed with the prestigious purple dye. In antiquity, purple attire was associated with the nobility, with priests and of course with royalty. The gorgeous shade of the purple, the fact that it does not fade and the difficulty in producing the dye, which is found in minute quantities in the body of mollusks, all made it the most highly valued of the dyes, which often cost more than gold. That's Dr. Neymar Sukainik, who led the dig at Timna. Now, fascinating for us, let's make a little bit of application and show how this helps confirm some historicity of the Bible and also presents us with a good theological lesson. We find this colour purple frequently mentioned in the Bible. This would have been the same colour purple that we've just seen here in this recent find. The priestly garments, do you remember from the book of Exodus? It says in Exodus 39, verses 1 and 2, Moreover, from the blue and purple and scarlet material, they made finely woven garments for ministering in the holy place, as well as the holy garments which were for Aaron, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. The Lord actually commanded that this purple dye be used in the garments for the priests and the high priest. Not only that, we find it in the veil, the temple veil that separated the Holy of Holies from the court where the lampstands were. Exodus 26 verse 31 says, You shall make a veil of blue and purple and scarlet material and fine twisted linen. It shall be made with cherubim, the work of a skillful workman. Exodus 26. Another reference in Numbers 4.13 
says, Then they shall take away the ashes from the altar and spread a purple cloth over it. Now, I want you to note this one. It's a very curious one. People don't often talk about this. This is an instruction for those whose job it was to pack up the tabernacle as they moved through the wilderness. And one thing they had to do was remove the ashes from the big brazen altar that was in the outer courtyards of the temple and of the tabernacle. And they would then have to spread a purple cloth over it. And I want you to remember that. It'll be significant as we will see in a few minutes. We also see, do you remember King Solomon's wedding day? Song of Solomon's 3 verses 9 to 10. It says, King Solomon made for himself a sedan chair from the timber of Lebanon. He made its post of silver, its back of gold, its seat of purple fabric. Must have been an amazing looking throne room there, made by the daughters of Jerusalem, actually, it says in Song of Solomon 3, verses 9 and 10. This was a royal colour. It shows up in many other places. We, as we see glimpses into throne rooms of foreign rulers, we also see purple there. It's one of those colours that's just associated with royalty and wealth, mainly because of the great cost that was associated with producing it. High-ranking officials and kings and people of stature that had money and wanted to flaunt it and show that they were of a different status than the rest. That is often what the colour purple was used for. Now the dye was extracted from the fluid of three different types of shellfish. These shellfish lived in uh, relatively deep water. They were caught in baited traps suspended from floats. The dye was then extracted from the glands of thousands of putrefied and crushed shellfish and left to bake in the sun. One ancient historian records that, quote, 10,000 shellfish would produce one gram of dye, and that would only dye the hem of a garment in a deep colour. These numbers are actually supported by the quantity of discarded shells, which um, at Sidon, for example, created a mountain over 40 metres high. That's the sort of quantity you were looking for. Again, just testifies to how valuable this material and this dye was. That is why this purple linen was often said to be worth its weight in gold. And often you will find descriptions in the ancient records of kings and other nations bartering and bringing tributes. Often they would bring purple fabric. It doesn't sound like much today, but this is the context. It was an extremely hard to come by thing. Now, in the Roman Empire, looking at the time of Jesus, there were actually laws restricting who could wear clothes dyed with purple because it was the most prestigious of all colours. The imperial family, magistrates, as some elites were permitted to wear the toga praetexta, which had a purple border. And even today, we still see purple associated with royalty. If you go to London, look at the crown jewels in the Tower of London, you'll see that fabulous coronation crown with all its jewels and its purple-coloured top. And fascinatingly for us as, as believers in Jesus, purple is associated with Lent, with the season of Easter. I want to just give you this little application as we close. Why is that? It comes from the book of John, the Gospel of John, chapter 19, verses 1 to 3. Read this. Pilate then took Jesus and scourged him. And the soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head and put a purple robe on him. And they began to come up to him and say, Hail, King of the Jews, and to give him slaps in the face. You remember that poignant bit of narrative in uh, the Gospel of John there. It was said that this true king had a purple robe draped over him. Now, this was actually predicted in the Old Testament. Now, where, you might say? Remember, we read it earlier. Numbers 4, verse 13, said that the altar of the tabernacle had to be wrapped in purple. 
Now, if you know the typology of the tabernacle, what does the altar point towards? The sacrifice for sins. It's where the sacrificial animals were burnt. It points to Jesus Christ, and Jesus was that sacrifice. So, therefore, it is fitting that he was also wrapped in purple. The colour purple is therefore a sombre visual reminder of the colour worn by the true king before his ultimate sacrifice for us and prompts us to take action to repent of our sins, to ask God for, for forgiveness and to renew our faith in him. And there we have it, the gospel confirmed by a 3,000 year old piece of purple fabric. Amazing. Well, that is all I have for you for this episode. Thanks again for listening. Please come back next time. If you could please take a moment to share and review the podcast and if the Lord leads you to support the ministry so that we can continue bringing you great content, you'll find the details of our Patreon supporters account in the credits at the end. See you next time. You've been listening to Theology and Apologetics. This podcast is supported by your generous donations. To help us continue to bring you great content, please visit our Patreon site at patreon.com slash theologyandapologetics. If you've been blessed by this podcast, please leave us a review and remember to connect with us on social media. For more resources, please go to theologyandapologetics.com. Thanks for listening.